Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hey guys, Perry here to tell you a little bit about Pluto TV. It's the leading free streaming television service where you can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for your credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV is the easiest and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, your Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rumhaven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rumhaven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy, the best cookware by far, and three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. HomeSense, cheer is here. We got three new films, which means we've got three new guesses what they might be. Christian plays a video game, having some VR fun, and we say goodbye to Peter Mayhew. It's Collider Jedi Council. Now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the wonderfully classy, lovely, presenting itself in highest content. It is the Jedi Council show here on 
Collider. Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Before we start, I'd like to thank uh, some friends. Uh, the Daddio Trading Company, who sent me this wonderful show. Look at this. Look at that. Diapers and bottles and, and Jedi, Jedi Council. Because that's what it is. That's what it is. It's all about changing diapers and talking Star Wars. And boy, are we going to do that today. Let's start with changing the diapers. Ken, what'd you eat? <laughs> I'll tell you what I ate. And I'm about 10 years away from needing my diapers changed. Uh, I ate some uh, new barbecue chicken mac and cheese at Panera. They now offer that? four different flavors. Not a sponsor. Don't care. But it's delicious. It's amazing. Good for you. All right. Well, she's not eating mac and cheese, but she is going to talk Star Wars with us. She's back. She's the grand. She's the moff. She's the Nemiroff. Hello, Grand Moff. Oh, hi. How You're going to pop a blood vessel if you keep making those fart noises. Bye-bye. Did you, hear the, did you hear when, I, when she was on Collider Live the other day? She's promoting mm-hmm. Movie Talk, which, by the way, brand new Movie Talk, Perry. the host of Movie Talk. That's on every day here at 3 p.m. on Collider. Um, so I asked her, I said, so throwing out the, the obvious, which is the Arnold. And I said, what, what's the, the best impression that I do, the one I do all the time? She goes, a fart? <laughs> I was like, yep, that's, that's pretty much what I'm known it's for. Accurate. That's accurate. That's but it. to you guys, what I'm known for, I guess, is talking about Star Wars and breaking down everything that's going on in the world of Star Wars. And we start with the Star Wars movie news, everything in the world of Star Wars that relates to the movies. And there's some stuff happening. And Ken, what do we got? Well, the first thing out of the gate here, it was uh, eventually with some fanfare, but I thought quietly just a tweet kind of went out is how I saw it. Of uh, Here's our uh, new slate for the next few years. Fox, Disney, together at last, uh, like the Simpsons predicted. And uh, among that, we got some interesting things, of course, like a fifth Indiana Jones movie yeah. in July 2021. We can discuss that. But also, we've got some Star Wars films coming. Take a little break, like we had thought. 2022, 2024, 2026, where I will be 82 years old. Christian, uh, none of this, some of this surprising, some of it not surprising. Let's dive in. I don't think many. I don't think a lot of it is surprising. I mean, we've we've been talking about it. I think that we said uh, Bob Iger said we weren't getting them. They were going to take a little bit of a break. What it seems. So we said we start speculating when. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, you, because Benioff and Weiss are finishing up Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they're finishing it up. They're going to take a little bit of break. Then they're going to jump back into it. And you don't want to rush them. Mm-hmm. You want to get them into twenty twenty two. Then you do because then you got Avatar coming out the next year. Now same company, so you give that time to breathe on itself. Mm. Then 2024, 2026. That gives you enough room to get it all right. Two years, I think, is good. Three, three mm-hmm. is too long. Two is just enough time to yeah. get the excitement if they can make that first movie really stick. Now everyone's like, oh, they haven't guaranteed it's Benioff and Weiss. It's Benioff and Weiss. It's mm. it's it's that's the movies that, that are coming now. Whether or not they're combining their takes with Ryan Johnson, whether or not they're they're doing uh, you know bringing in other directors, that's the thing that they're going to have to do because now within that time, this next year we're going to start. We're obviously within the year we're going to hear what it is. We'll find we'll find out who's going to be doing it. Then we find out who the director of the first one is, or the, all three. Um, then we find out a little bit of cast, and the fun stuff will start to happen again. What we started to get with with these movies, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a good plan. Plus, we get to really involve ourselves inside of the TV streaming platform, also. But Perry, how do, how do you feel about this news? Um, 
It was predictable as far as the hiatus goes, because we had the quote about that. We knew this was going to happen. The only thing that kind of has me a little surprised at this point is the fact that they're clearly locking in Star Wars and Avatar for that holiday slot for so many Decembers, because we've talked about this before on the show. Should they give us one movie a year? Should they give us two movies a year? This, to me, is a sign that they're committing to this release calendar, and I wonder if this kind of closes the door to those one-off stories or Star Wars stories, whatever they were calling them, and now this is kind of locking Disney into saying our family-friendly tentpoles for the Christmas holiday is going to be Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, and then it's just going to be a very long time coming before we get multiple Star Wars movies a year because we also have so many MCU movies on the books, and Disney now, Disney plus Fox, is one studio with one publicity department. They can't have one major movie eaten to another. Yeah, and for the foreseeable future, I think that is the plan, but do not forget about the streaming service. The mm-hmm. streaming service changed all of this. If, if the streaming service did not come into play, mm-hmm. I don't think that this is the same plan because mm-hmm. people still want to get Star Wars once a year, and you will. And you might even get better versions of it on TV. I've been saying that for a long time. We'll, we'll, the time will tell first with Mandalorian. If Mandalorian delivers and people are losing their minds, those Star Wars stories you're talking about are going to wind up Go on there. Disney+. Plus. That's yeah. going to be a huge... That first year for them is going to be such a big deal. And that's when we're first going to get our sense of what that landscape is going to be. Because they need to hit it big with Mandalorian, and then they need to hit it big with the MCU. And if yeah. that happens, and if all of a sudden Disney+, Plus like, firms themselves up as the streaming platform to contend with, that could change everything going forward. And, Ken, the other mm. thing, though, too, is that mm-hmm. Endgame. Yep, we're gonna make two point one or two point two billion dollars, whatever it's made, right? Mm-hmm. So they have money, and not in just not just that movie, all the other stuff that they have going on. They have money to spend on and to really make this all these series work, and that's why they're able to get these big stars. They're getting these big stars because they're essentially just making they're making movies, right? Yeah. And they get their own Netflix series. Except the Netflix series happens to be on Disney Plus and happens to be inside of the MCU and in the Star Wars universe. So. Right. You hear, you hear this. You hear yeah. the news that it's. Uh, do you, first of all, you think it's the Benioff and Weiss stuff? I think that makes sense to me at this time. Uh, I definitely think we were, you know, on track for three uh, Johnson films, three Benioff Weiss films, and that's not what's happening anymore. Uh, that, that's not, uh, you know, again, streaming services change. You guys just covered all that. I, I think if you're going with these three, uh, it just makes sense that the Benioff and Weiss project, whatever it is, is that. So that's where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, the business. Well, it's changes. This Fox deal goes through. This, you know, this doesn't happen. Uh, streaming service doesn't happen. We're still got the old plan, I think, or some version of it there. But oh, that that could also change. You know, who's to say they can't find a weekend in May to give us another one if they wanted to? I don't think they want to at this point. Uh, and I I do like uh, the little pump the brakes on the on the movies. Um, just just it just seems right. Just for myriad reasons. Yeah. Makes you want right. it more, too. Makes me want it more. Yeah. Uh, and then, we, and plus, the content is still going to be there. Cassian, Mando, anything right. else, you know. Well, and that's – but all eyes will be on those shows, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a matter of – because if they deliver – and the hunger is there. And Mandalorian comes out and people – let's say that – and I know I put a lot of expectations on the show already. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying that I'm even looking forward to it that's more cool. so than episode nine. I, st- I stick by that. I'm – very much looking forward to episode nine. Mm. But to me, the Mandalorian just shapes Star Wars in a way that has never been done and, and is, could really just – it looks like the Star Wars I've been waiting for since 1983. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So if it delivers on that on that promise from here in Favreau, and you were sitting there with me at the the panel too. That yeah, that's I the was. promises that they were making. Mm-hmm. If it delivers on that, and the fans expectations of the next show come in, you're going to see more shows pop in, right? I'm really curious to see what their release strategy winds up being from Mandalorian. Because what do we know for sure at this point? We're getting the the two episodes, the first two episodes, and then we don't know if they're going to dump the rest or go week to week. When Game of Thrones wraps up, something out there, something in like the big budget fantasy realm is going to be vying for that spot, that yeah. desperation for week to week content. If they wind up taking Mandalorian and filling that void with that show with the Game of Thrones character, that could right. that could be. And I know Benioff and Weiss aren't working on that, no. but that would be the route that I yeah. think they would want to take. Absolutely. I mean, it was Pedro Pascal, you know, obviously mm-hmm. you take, you're putting him front and center and having that and, and being able to see what these other characters can do. Because that scene, man, that they show Warner Herzog, that alone made me go, oh, that's the tone. That's the tone. So let's see what happens with it. But the, the 2022, 24, and 26, um, mm-hmm. very interesting. And I, do you, Ken, do you think we're going to get knowledge as far as what those movies are by the end of this year? Or you think they're going to wait until next year? If it's coming out December 2022, yeah, you know, you got to start, if you haven't already, hiring all those art department, production right. designers and creators and, and book the, the art that goes into the last, uh, the art of books. Yep. Uh, that stuff's starting now. And, and so yeah. you say yes, Perry? I, I, I say, say yes. no. You say no. Um, I think they're going to keep the focus on Mandalorian in episode nine. And once those two things at least get start and then come oh, and yeah. go, that's when they're going to officially announce things. I'm not saying things aren't going to leak because you never know what's going to happen. But I believe yeah. Disney and Lucasfilm, their intention is to really push it next year see the only reason i push back on that is because the fact that they've already announced the years and I think mm-hmm. there's so many questions now that you can you can find a dead time right before mandalorian comes out get the conversation about star wars in general mm-hmm. just get them pumped up about it especially after the heat uh, i wouldn't be surprised i don't think it's going to happen but i wouldn't be surprised if we hear about these movies may 25th because because mm. of all the heat that will still be on Benioff and Weiss because of Game of Thrones. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. And if it is, and then, as you carry on down the year, get them talking about it, get the excitement on board, then you can make your push to the other the show and the movies. Because it's going to have to balance between promoting Mandalorian and promoting Episode Nine at the same time. Anyway. I want info now, 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 but I would actually put my money right now on next year's Star Wars Celebration. Hmm. That's when we're going to get the first concrete, re- real details. Maybe, well, I'm going to get casting uh, at that. At that. At yeah, you're both. You're both making sense to me. Uh, to to clear, like, I think officially, yeah, but we might start here, and you know, we might start getting uh, unofficial, unofficial rumblings. Soon, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, sadly, what's next? Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it here at Collider's Jetted Council. I know you guys did on Collider Live today. Uh, Peter May, who, of course, passed away uh, last week, uh, April 30th, was the actual uh, date. Uh, he was 74. We, we obviously know what he means to the Star Wars community, the Star Wars movies. He has a great legacy. He is a, uh, was a valuable member, uh, someone who loved Star Wars, was a great ambassador for Star Wars, passes away. Uh, a lot of tributes pouring in, and it's our chance here in Jedi Council to talk about him and Chewbacca and what it all means. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I definitely talked about it a lot on Clara Live, so I want to give you guys your moment to really talk about your, me- your memories and what he meant mm-hmm. to you, but I would just kind of reiterate the fact that he, this guy was a staple. He was a legend. He was kind. Um, he was giving to the fans. We know that he was in bad health for a while, um, but he was just such an ambassador 
for Star Wars and would show up to conventions, would, would, would really embrace what Chewbacca meant to everyone. And it was what he brought to Chewbacca mm-hmm. that made the character so special. People think that it was just so easy to put yourself in this costume. And then, oh, that's easy. Anybody could do that. Not anybody could do that because it was, it was in the eyes. It was in the movements. It was in the characterization of what he was doing and how he felt playing the character. And, yeah, he's, he'll be sorely missed. And it was a big hit to the Star Wars community, especially, you know, you just we lost... Carrie Fisher not too long ago, and we just lost Chewbacca. So it's, uh, it's heartbreaking, and our hearts go out to his, his family and, and friends. It's always crushing to hear a piece of news like this. And on the, on the other hand, though, it's always a nice reminder of how even though somebody's gone, and that can be crushing, especially not even just for us, I mean the family and friends that he actually has, but the idea that that legacy and what he's accomplished on the big screen will never, ever be gone. And I keep thinking about that image they showed us of him sitting with uh, Junus on set Mm -hmm. where the two of them are like side by side. And that right there is the legacy being passed on to someone else. So what he brought to that role originally will always be in Chewbacca for as long as we see him on the big screen, maybe the small screen. I was just redoing some things on my set at home and I just kept finding like little Chewbacca toys everywhere. And when I was a kid and I first watched any Star Wars movie for the very first time, there is something about Chewbacca that felt more accessible and more lovable in a way than any other character. So I'll just never forget growing up having to have every single Chewbacca toy I can get my hands on. And still to this day, I want every other piece of material I can get. You love the dogs and the cats. I, I was a big Chewbacca fan. I, I was a big Ewok fan, yeah. and I'm a big droid fan. I guess they're all in the same category Absolutely. to a degree. Ken? Uh, well, you, you like the dogs. You like the dogs and the cats there. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What can, what can I say? Has it already been said or, or hasn't uh, been said by me, by me elsewhere? Um, uh, I'm just looking at his eyes there. I'm looking at that's the eyes of Chewie, man. Yeah. And uh, Yonas Swatomo actually had an article in Time. Uh, he wrote a tribute to him mm-hmm. and talked about how great it was to be past him, but did address it honestly. Like, it was bittersweet for, for Peter. Not that he had anything against Jonas or passing it on, but just that he couldn't do it anymore, that he really was this character. Uh, you talked about it, Christian, how it's not just a man in a costume. He was an actor, performer, yeah. and brought his soul, the sweetness that you hear, uh, for everyone describing, Peter went into Chewie's soul. Big, strong, powerful Wookiee who was afraid of a Dianoga and a oh, trash compactor so who, who you know, would pet Han's hair in, in uh, Jabba's palace uh, in, in, the, in the cell there. Um, it's, it's a loss, but the legacy will be there. And, and Star Wars is inherently silly. It's silly. George looked at his dog in a car and went, i gotta ba- I got to build a character around that. He turned it from silly to something that will stand the test of time. And so yeah. uh, we thank you, Peter Mayhew. Absolutely. All right. What's next? Uh, we got a, a longtime urban legend was, uh, you know, Mark Hamill in a blood vessel bursting during that trash compactor scene in A New Hope. And he finally revealed the uh, full story there, uh, talking about how I purposely made myself red faced for a strangulated look, causing a blood vessel in my eye to burst. Afterwards, it is shoot carefully to hide it until I healed. George told me I should have asked him first because with the lighting and red filters, it made no difference. So that's, uh, uh, I love hearing those uh, stories from behind the scenes stuff that's part of the Star Wars urban legend there. Um, uh, uh, Christian, would you have done this? At that point, I don't know, maybe. I mean, he, he's, he's a young actor trying to make his way. He's still trying to make it. And I think that at some point, you know, when they first, everybody, when they were, like you said, when they're making this movie, said, what are we making? This could ruin our careers. But at some point, you, you got to, you feel, 
because you look at it, I just watched New Hope like three nights ago, and yeah. everybody, t- and I thought about it, like, this is 1976 when they're shooting it. Yeah. And the movie, it's like, there was nothing like it beforehand. And the fact that they got, because you look at all the uh, imposters that came out afterwards, and they didn't even do it after something had already been set before, and how serious they took it, how serious the, the acting was inside of it, how, how real everything seemed. So the fact that he committed that much that it caused a blood vessel, well, it doesn't surprise me, because you look at the commitment that everyone had. It was just one of those magic moments, magic films. And it, you know, it's, it's the reason why we're sitting here today be able to do this so it, it just it's a, it was a once in a lifetime thing so yeah it probably would have popped the blood vessel in my head i probably would have done it too but it scares me especially as i get older i don't want to do anything that pops a blood vessel especially in my eye just right. because it scares me it's like i remember reading i think it was it might have been Charlize theron for atomic blonde where that stuff is so in- intense and she like grit her teeth so much and you guys know i have a dentist tooth phobia mm. it's like would i would I do that? Would I sell that performance well enough that I would break a tooth? Honestly, probably I would. But then I'd be traumatized <laughs> right. by the experience. Ken, would you have done it? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You know 19 years old? 19 years old. Well, he, 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 I think he was about 24 when he was shooting, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nail, uh, but he's played 19. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's the reason I'm not an actor. <laughs> like, was it Sir Lawrence Olivier to Dustin Hoffman? Have you ever just tried acting, son? Um so that's why Mark Hamill's in the role, yeah. not me. Love it. Is that the last one? That's the last one. We go to Canon. Now we move we got on to play over. some games. Yes, we did. But we're going to move on over because we talked about movies, but we got to connect to some movies. And the way we do that, what's the deal with Canon? Everything happening in the world of Star Wars, not the movies, but definitely connects to the movies, television shows, comic books, video games. Ken, what do we got? Uh, all right. You, you want to discuss this? Uh, we discussed it on Collider Live, though. But uh, this this headline that I know CNBC got a lot of a lot it? of crap for hmm. about uh, how does Star Wars collectibles a character you've probably never heard of Ahsoka Tano. So it, it pissed me off. It pissed it, you. It off. pissed me off because uh, and it was it was the way that it was phrased. Mm-hmm. It was the way the phrase because other people were started responding back and some dopey dumb dumb dopey dumb dummy dumb dope That's a long Twitter handle. dope right it goes you're doing the same thing that you do when you talk about Game of Thrones fans uh, 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 not liking the people who had the books to talk about that no not even close because the people at, CN- at CNBC <laughs> tweeted this thing out I want to fit hear that guy talk more he's the worst and the CNBC guys mm-hmm. tweeted tweeted out a blanket statement that People who follow them, because that's, that's who they're tweeting out to, have never heard of this character. Well, I follow CNBC. People I know like CNBC. People, Star Wars fans I know. It is a blanket statement for a popular show that they say, well, you haven't heard of him. Now, very differently, we say this all the time as far as wording. The number one thing is a character you might not have heard of. Very different as far as if you haven't heard of. You might not have heard of him. Because you see, you might not have. It's like if because that that is going to the casual fan. Mm-hmm. The casual mm-hmm. fan might not have heard of. Uh, uh, my dad probably doesn't know who the hell Ahsoka Tano is. There's no chance. Gotta, gotta bet that. But yeah. my brother mm-hmm. does, and I think that you. It's just but by saying that, but because it's a very. It was because you're also discrediting people who watched the Clone Wars. You're discrediting people who watched Rebels and just discarding it like. Oh, you television animated people! It, it, it comes off as elitist, mm-hmm. and I know that it wasn't maybe not the intent, but that's the way it came off. And so when you get that, that's why my tweet was just like, do your research before you do that, or phrase it differently. Did it bother you at all? 
It definitely bothered me. I wouldn't say I'm as enraged as I think you feel right now. And it's a, <laughs> it was more I mean, the, it was more the dummy dope dope dummy dumb dumb dope I dope. Did, yeah. I think the thing that upsets me most is basically what you just articulated, which is the way that it is worded right. kind of puts down other people and you know I always steer well clear of that, but kind of looking at their side of it. I mean, did it's they, not, they have a response? What? Did they have a oh, response? No, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. Just like trying to put myself in their shoes with their specific audience that they're trying to cater to. And it's like, you bring up your dad, I bring up my sister. If I said the name Ahsoka Delani, she would have no clue what I was talking right. about. If she read that headline, and yeah, maybe this does fall into clickbait territory. If she read that headline and was like, what's that? And clicked on it and then learned about Ahsoka Tano. Right. That's kind of the bright side of this but, whole situation. That's what I'm saying may not have is that simple because your sister could still click on it like oh, i may not have heard of him who is that as opposed to you've never heard of him because you're not a nerd you're not a you're not a cartoon watcher so it was just a, it was a very blanket statement if i were in charge i would have picked that wording right. myself maybe i probably wouldn't have written this headline at all to begin with but i would have suggested going that route but with the way it's written when you say you've probably never heard of it, it creates more urgency. Like you, you don't know this thing. You got to know this thing now, yeah, and then it gets a, in yeah, the I click. I didn't take it that way, though. To me, I took it as a, like you definitely haven't heard of it because we don't assume that you watch animated shows, and it's like get lost. Uh, well, that's the way you talk about the Game of Thrones, huh? Dopey, dumb, dumb, dopey, dumb, dummy, dumb, dope, dope, Ken. <laughs> I have uh, <laughs> no stake in this fight right now. No. Um, <laughs> Um, actually, here I, I, I saw the headline, and yeah, you know, I was like, well, I know. Well, of course I know I know. And I think you're, you're making points. I think you make uh, good points, too. And, 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 and the writer of the article, there's a good chance she didn't come up with the headline. Uh, that's how it some, a lot of times works uh, in the biz. But uh, I'm, I'm reading it there. You know, they, they talked to Cameron Duell, the senior manager of, of, of Social at Funko. He says there's a misconception that the original trilogy is the end-all, be-all for Star Wars fans. But there are a lot of entry points that get overlooked. So I think there's a lot of things I'm sure we all would agree right. with. But the question is about the headline. Uh, yeah, I, you know, might right. would have been this there, but I just love when you get mad, so I'm kind of enjoying. <laughs> Fine. It. It's just clear. It's just clear from how dopey of a headline it is in general, is because the whole thing is about the most popular thing, <laughs> and clearly people have heard of it if it's the number one thing. Yes. And it's like, so you yes. may not have heard. You may not have heard. Dopey, dope, dopey, dope. Use my power, Anakin. Yeah, stay off Twitter. Oh, dope, dope. boy. What's next? Uh, we got a lot of books. The Journey to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker was released. A lot of cool books. Some highlights include Rebecca Roanhorse writing Resistance Reborn. Um, we're going to get a lot about what's going on between eight and nine. I think it's interesting, too. We it's a cool we, cover. Yeah. It is a very cool cover. We it, and, and the art of uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, that cover, I want to I want to hang it on my wall. Yeah. So good. I love those books. Um, we, we've we heard various things. I'm looking behind you, John Boyega, who had one point and said, ah, episode nine takes a year after, year takes place a year after episode eight. And yeah. at the panel, they seem to play with that more. JJ's like, sometime, I think might have been roughly the exact quote. Um, so um, a lot of these books uh, uh, will help fill in those details. There's one called, it's a young, a, a young adult uh, novel uh, authored by Kevin Schnick. Uh, called Force Collector, that's interesting, but a teenager sets out to discover what connection his mysterious Force powers have to the fabled Jedi and what the Force has in store for him. Uh, a lot of different ones. Uh, so you guys can look at the list uh, online. Uh, we got, of course, Alphabet Squadron, a lot of those things coming out. A lot of, a lot of cool things, a new Thrawn novel on the way. I have that Alphabet Squadron 
for both you guys. Uh, I, already, I, already, I already have. You already, already bought it. Already, 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 no, I already I'll take it. You. I'm on the list. Let's see if you are. I'm on the list now. All right, good. Thanks, I'm Eric. I'm, I'm on the list now. You should be. Um, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I'm really excited for the Resistance Reborn. Me too. I, I'm looking forward to all these stories, and I do want to see how it then begins to tie into Episode Nine. And I'm very curious for the books post Episode Nine, because mm. because of what we were just talking about in our earlier story that we're, we're going to be miles away from another movie for at least two years, right? But yeah, I believe if we if we are speculating that Benioff and Weiss's movies take place. Way before episode one, this might be the way to then venture into time periods after that. After, excuse me, episode nine. I'm eager to see what all that winds up being. I also want to give Claudia Gray a Star Wars book empire. I know I sound like a broken record. We talk about it all the time. But guess what I just started? Did you just start it? I'm like a third of the way through now. Master and Apprentice. So good. Yeah, yeah it's I'm almost so, done. She writes them so well, and I'm the name of the person narrating is escaping me, but he does... Is it Mark Thompson? He, no, it's not oh. Mark Thompson. It's someone else, but he does such a good Qui-Gon good. and Obi-Wan, great. and it's, it sounds so right, and we they incorporate another the great sound narrator. effects so Who's well. the other narrator? you got to find out. Because I, I feel like his name begins with a J. Like, I okay. want to say Josh something. I, I have to look it up, but that mm. book is so good, and now it's making me want more about just, like, the practice of becoming yeah. a Jedi or specifically being recruited because I just got past a part this isn't really a spoiler where they talk a little bit about the kyber crystal and how it works I want more of that but also the idea of like Jedi being recruited when they're like itty bitty children and their minds being melded to that kind Mm -hmm. of way of life I'm just fascinated by that uh, yeah I'm almost done and and last week I think you asked me yeah yeah, well and, and I I saw someone tweet out, and I told you it was a real nice tweet about, hey, I agree with you, you know, it's, it's, it's my least favorite of the Claudia books. I, I don't want to use that term. Least favorite doesn't count in Claudia Gray mm-hmm. novels. It's just, if you're asking me to rank, like, I'm not connecting to it as much as the other so ones. Rank in the first three Bourne movies. Right. It, yeah, yeah, that's a good example. The first uh, three Bourne movies yeah, are no, great. No, I know, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, How like dare you? Okay. Uh, Let's go eat another mac and but, cheese bowl. Yeah? Oh, it was so good. Let me tell you something, Chris. It was so good. And that was just a barbecue <laughs> chicken one. They got a bacon one and a Baja one. Um, so... Uh, uh, but the more uh, farther along I've gotten the story, it's it's some amazing stuff and some great Dooku stuff. Some Qui Gon. She writes Qui Gon. You can hear mm-hmm. like I read. I know you listen. You can as you're reading, you hear Liam Neeson. Talk. Awesome. He sounds just like it's, Liam Neeson it's, in the audio really book. It's freaking uh, me quickly, out. Uh, John Roca just texted me this. Uh, our show producer here. We got some. Uh, no, Ooh. it's it's uh, the the I, I do want to read the writer of that article on CBC. Yes. Tweets, and I think you might have referenced it. But she's tweeting back. Uh, uh, a couple of people uh, we know in this space, Heath Williams and Geek Girl Diva, uh, saying, you got it. Uh, our audience at CNBC isn't as well-versed in Star Wars as the audience for other publications. Never meant to insult Ahsoka fans, just spreading the good word and talking about how good she is for the business. So, again, it doesn't change anything. I know yeah, insult, but, it was, it was, it was I wanted to give her a chance to read The guy, the guy put LOL at the end of his thing, Ken. LOL. He had a condescending nonsense. People who put LOL in their tweets. This is what the, the guy did. Not, not the CNBC, the, guy, the guy who was responding. Oh, so you, when you Mr. Dopey 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 It's more about him. When you put an LOL, it's like it's condescending and you deserve to be blocked. I don't disagree with yeah. you. Uh, just angry Harloff's funny. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's good. All right. We'll All right. Uh, we got some comics coming up. We got uh, this, that. Um, and the other thing? This, that, and the other thing. But uh, you, you mentioned the scene uh, with Warner Herzog that they showed. And 
I was, you know, I, 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 I am very excited for the series. I, I, I took to it a little different than you, but I love that Warner Herzog, and I love the Warner, Warner yeah. Herzog scene. I love what he was saying in it. Uh, and he was talking, and he you know, basically calls it a, uh, uh, a giant achievement. Uh, what is it? A phenomenal achievement. He's excited to be in it. But like, have you seen a Star Wars? He's like, I have never watched a Star Wars. Like, I've never. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I've never seen I it. like it even more. You know, that yes. shows how talented the man yeah. is. I like yeah. it even more that he didn't he's never seen one because that scene i don't need him to see one i don't need him oh, to yeah. see one. it's different when you're directing and you're producing it and it's like i like i think you need to be a fan of these things really like dave filoni and and favreau that's fine they got the guy that's gonna be able to project and have never mm-hmm. seen that in warner herzog and that he understood the, the 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 weight of the scene and the weight of what they're doing that's enough i don't need warner herzog to be a star wars junkie no not at all and it helps that we get that comment after we've seen it because right. he is so, oh, good so good in that scene. That is the kind of performer you need to deliver dialogue like that and create that tense, sinister vibe. The mm-hmm. only disappointing thing in that piece with his quote in it is that one other part said he he is likely to appear in two or three episodes of the show, and then I got all sad. I mean, it, it makes sense given well, what that uh, character that is doing. Yeah. It's just, after we saw that scene, and I was so floored by that particular scene, yeah. I kind of want to see everything that he's up to with his, his goons and whatnot. You assume, because for those, we, we talked about what the scene is. And yeah. He sends the Mandalorian off to do a, a mission. So the, the mission probably happens for a bit. And then at the end of the arc, he, he either he comes into the middle of the season and then pops up at the end. He'll be there, and I think then maybe he'll pass the baton to uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Right. And he'll, and, be, the and he'll the be the key right. to stopping him or something. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be mm. interesting. Mm. Will, will, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question. Though, is who's going to be, like, the real big bad in, in this one, too? Because are there going yeah. to be any mentions of the, the, the resistance? I mean, excuse me, the First Order at all, Can you think? It's too early, too early. No, right? I don't mean right. I don't mean the first season. I mean, like, even uh, if, later on. As you, as you yeah, start I mean, to, they, I'd be curious to see if they talk about, you know, the, those who left. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, it's more mean, about, yeah. About, Ray Sloan and all yep. those. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I hope they mention Ray Sloan. I would love that. Yeah, I almost wanted to slowly creep in though. Like I want to yeah. be with them when mm-hmm. the realization that something else that they're not yeah, included yeah, yeah. in is going on in hmm. in wild yeah. space. Right, because I guess Warner Herzog and those guys—they're trying to bring the actual Empire back. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and who you know, knows? They, who knows they, what they they're the thinking cut. though? I mean, are they thinking, "Oh crap, we were left behind," or are they thinking we're the lucky survivors? Right, they don't even know that they're gone. Right, Do they that's know? true. Yeah, that's, that's true. Could right. be interesting too. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, uh, looking yeah. forward to it. All right. All right. Is that everything? Well, no. We got your thing. You did a thing. I did do a thing. You listen, did a thing. Let's listen, talk about was, the thing. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Tad bit jealous yeah. during celebration because Emma and Perry and Thad, they all got to do um, Vader Immortal, the little piece of, uh, of, of the VR game at celebration and and not and the the great people over at oculus and everything they they had invited me over to do it i just hadn't had a chance to do it but i kept hearing all these great things about it um well i got an invite to go with this two days ago 
and not just do the. How long was the thing that you guys played at Celebration? Like Ours 10 was quick, maybe ten minutes. This thing was forty-five minutes. What I was able to play, and it's it's the full first episode, right? The, the spoiler review. Excuse me. The uh, embargo has been lifted this morning, so I can talk about it. David S. Goyer wrote this thing. I sat down with it, David S. Goyer and the team that kind of put this whole thing together for like thirty minutes afterwards, um, and it was it was really really something special because we've been doing a lot of VR in this office in general, but the main thing, and it, it's been fun, but the main thing that's really not been fun those wires that pop around you, you i can't tell you how many times they've wrapped around my legs and i'm moving and it, it takes me out of the game and wireless this thing oh. is they, they created a wireless headphone nice. uh headset for Oculus. this thing. it's yeah. not the rift right no is I it the rift or it's a different one i don't one? remember what the name, oh, of it the is. name is escaping me it's but, bothering but me but they had so so it's Created for this thing. They've been working on it for like two years is what they told me. Uh, David Escorio also involved for around that time, two years. The But the story takes place right – and I asked them how much before. It's like I want to tell you that it's um, just right before Rogue One. And I think he said something like mm. six months before, maybe something really interesting. R- right before Rogue One. But you are – and there is, there is a bit of a um, um, – what's the, the, the Sam Whitworth one? Force Unleashed. Unleashed. There's a little bit of that to where you are traveling to Mustafar. You basically get brought to Mustafar with this droid. You go inside, and the detail on this game, by the way, I mean, you're looking up, you're on your ship, and you have to like. Oculus Quest. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I had to work that out. I'm glad that you did. So then just. Every, the detail you have to do, they want you to explore while you're there because you can push buttons, you can do all these oh, things. Nice. And, when, and then when you go there, and then there's this um, Imperial that's working for Vader, and he's all messed up. Did you see this part I think of this is where we jumped in. Okay, so then you see him. He's, all, he's, he's, he's like a half cyborg, half human. This, this guy, and he tells you that, that Vader wants to see you. Mm-hmm. And he puts you in. Mm-hmm. So you're, 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 you're basically waiting for Vader. And Vader comes, and he is imposing you look up and it's it's it, and it's not too it's not like too big. He looks like the size you think he would be because David Prowse was huge. Yeah, and that's what they're basing it off of. The voice is good. It's not James Earl Jones. They told me the name of the actor, um, and I don't have it on me, but I, I will make sure to tweet that out because he does such a great job. I actually thought it was James Earl Jones, but oh, wow. it sounded like more of a younger James Earl Jones. Uh, it was great. But you open up this thing and you basically have to. Uh, it, it's it's like a little puzzle. It's a little right? puzzle, and Vader goes, "This is the one I've been looking for. This is this is the guy." And then you have to do a mission, and you find out all of these things. And I'm not going to spoil it for you because I don't want to ruin the story. But there are things that tie into um, so much so that when I asked Goyer, I said, "There's so many things that to me this felt like an episode of Rebels in a certain aspect where you're working with Filoni he said he mm. talked to Filoni okay. this is most, he, he said that he really dealt a lot with like Matt Martin the story group mm. and, mm-hmm. and they and they, um, they dove into some of the lore there's a character that I can announce is, I don't know if you saw this character named the Black Bishop no wow this is a character mm. that I, I asked and I said do you hope to see the Black Bishop in other mediums in Star Wars and they were like yes there's something, and they didn't answer, and I'm, I can just say that there's something that happens that I said to them, this to me seems like, after what we just saw at Star Wars Celebration in Episode Nine, that this particular storyline is going to tie in to Episode Nine. They did not deny it. They did not confirm it. They skated around it. Can you tell us anything about what the Black Bishop is? Well, the Black Bishop, I can tell you. The Black Bishop is someone who is working with Vader. Okay. And you're, there's just a scene where you're kind of watching Vader talk to the Black Bishop. 
and his voice is crazy. Um, he there, there's something that thing that puzzle that you mm-hmm. open up inside of it. There's a reason why and what they're trying to do. Hence, learning my my my, my questions. But the big thing also is the lightsaber fighting. Did you get to do a lot of the lightsaber fighting? So we were in the lightsaber dojo. Oh yes, so yeah, it's I didn't about do that. wielding the lightsaber yeah, yeah, yeah. and blocking the blaster bolts. Yeah, it's, they told me. Uh, Scott Lawrence, uh, John Rokas, let me know. Scott Lawrence is the voice of Vader. Yes, and he yeah. was phenomenal. So. The uh, the lightsaber you do I did a lot of lightsaber fighting inside the game, mm-hmm. but then they asked me to do a dojo and I, I was so kind of just wrapped up in the story and I wanted to talk about the story. I think they were a little like, oh, you don't want to do the dojo, and I probably should have done it in hindsight, but I just was so I just wanted to get in that room and talk to them about the story because the story was really cool, but it was unlike any VR game I've ever ever played. It it it, was, it put you in this. I at one point said to the people in the room while I was there, and I said, "You're going to be responsible for people never leaving their house because <laughs> I'm like I wanted to get back on that ship. I mean, mm. you feel like you're on the ship. The only thing was that was mix, missing because it wasn't the void thing. Remember you, when we went, we did the other game. It was yeah. uh, you could smell Mustafar. You yeah, could the yeah, yeah. They can't do that at your house. You burn your house down. <laughs> but um, but this is uh this this game is is great, and I think it's going to sell a lot of units because of the wireless thing. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking about it nonstop. I want to. I really want to get it because just hearing. All these guys, the team, and the team behind it was so sweet, man. They were so, they were just, you could tell they were Star Wars fans and that they wanted to tell this great story. And I asked Goyer, I said to him, I said, because, you know, you've done so many movies and, and TV and stuff too. Is, this, is, is VR somewhere that you like telling stories? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I, he, li- he likes his own playground. He wants mm. to keep doing it. And, and I'm looking forward to see what happens with episode two. So I highly suggest if you can get a chance to play this game when it comes out as a Star Wars fan, uh, do it. It is, it is worth it. I didn't know what to expect, and I was, I was blown away. I want to play. Now yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, well, it's gonna, it, well, I think we're getting one here. I think they said that they're sending one here, um, uh, the wireless and the actual game. I was asking about out. the price point on the system, and I feel like it wasn't outrageously expensive. Yeah. It does cost a pretty penny. The concern with me with VR more so is just having the space and having that space so I know I won't hurt myself on a piece of furniture or Do something. Do you remember what it was I price-wise? Wa- I wanted Range? to say it was somewhere like like north of $300. Which, but the, I mean, that seems so low to me just because I've always looked at VR as like yeah. a crazy yeah. expensive system that I could it's never touch in it's my really life. It's not that bad when you mm. think about when it comes to like the PlayStation stuff and uh, we, how much those yeah, systems yeah, are. Do you have any interest in playing this game? Yeah, I, I unfortunately uh, was uh, invited along with you and yeah. I couldn't make it because of my schedule. And uh, I definitely regret that. And thank you for the opportunity, uh, those that invited me. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to maybe doing this in the comfort of my own home. And like you said, like I have trouble leaving. Like right now, I need to get back for Game Five of the NLCS and my uh, MLB the Show season. So if we can wrap oh, this up, sure. um, I, I, yeah, I might be in trouble if they really pull you in the way you're describing it. it you just said we're like I'm still thinking about it because even the thing we went to yeah. uh, uh, with Sam and Dennis and everyone like and Riley like I, days later I was like oh, I could have shot that guy uh, Stormtrooper faster. That one was really fun, and they actually yeah. play into some of that game. Um, Ties into this one mm-hmm. a smidget, right? Which is a fun way they tie it in, but it's a, it's a totally separate thing. Um, but this is like a full on game. And they, not, not, they, that was a little adventure to go on. Yeah, and, yeah and totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. But totally this was a full on game that they're going to, you're going to get chapters of this thing. And there's a, you, just one little, and I hope it's not a huge spoiler, but you look over and you actually see Vader like fighting with his lightsaber. And you can like turn your head and just like, okay, at one point, there's someone that, trying to fight me and I'm going stop stop I want to watch Vader fight and I, and I, and I have to fight the guy gets to die 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 and then I watch Vader fight yeah. because it was so but it wasn't like 
it was I felt like I was in the room with him. Yeah, yeah. I felt like he was like moving because it's all performance That's capture crazy. and all that That's stuff crazy. too. It's, it's it's great. Like you're you're gonna lose you're gonna lose. Yeah, your uh, looking forward to it. So yeah. Sorry again, I couldn't make it. But yeah, yeah. It looks well that's great. it. So that's everything for the uh, yeah. as far as canon goes and as far as the movies go. So now we're just jumping into some questions. Yeah. You guys have hashtag Collider Jedi Council. We've gone through some of those questions, and Ken's going to pick out three or four of them, and we'll be done with it. Yeah, thankfully our producer John Roca has picked out some good ones here, and I want to bring up this one because it seems it seems to tie into a tweet that you made. I think even just today, Christian. Okay. Uh, Jacek Hadjuk writes at Old School Five. Uh, hey, what would you say if Keanu Reeves was cast as Darth Revan? Would that be too jarring? Also, what other well-known actors might surprisingly fit into the Old Republic? Gal Gadot as Bastia Sean. Uh, I'm not familiar with that character. I know you might be. You love. Uh, what do you think about this? Because you tweeted out some choice, right? Today I did. It was, but that was that was um, not so f- for not for Revan for Bane. Was it Bane? Yeah. yeah. So Darth Bane, and it's. I still think Darth Bane could be either its own movie or a television series. Um, it would be separate from what the Benioff and White stuff is going to be. Uh, Kevin Durand. Who do you know where Kevin do I know Durant? him from? Yeah. So he was he's been one of the movies is like real steel. You know who he is, Perry? Oh, okay. he's um I know him from the uh, the strain. Yeah, right. So he's been in he's been in a lot of stuff and I also like I said, he's um here's oh, that's Fredabos. And there he is. So that's that's Kevin Durant. Okay. So Kevin Durant um, was was my choice. I just hope because he's tall. Darth Bane's like six five. Right, right, and right. Okay. I, I would love to see him in there. As far see, as casting, six six. Who Durandis? Yeah, yeah. He, he'd be perfect for uh, for for Bane. Um, I interviewed him on a red carpet once, and it's one of those videos where you could see like the tippy top of my head, and just all of him. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's huge, but he's also a really great actor, and and I think hit That's all the emotions right. of okay. what Bane could do. As far as those two suggestions, I like one, I don't like the other. Gal Gadot as Bastille would be great. Um, she, they're actually very similar as far as the way that they play, okay. the way I mean the characters that she's played before, leaning into what I know of Bastille in, in Knights of the Republic. Keanu Reeves, I like in action movies, straight up action mm-hmm. movies. When you try to get him too layered and too in depth, sometimes I, 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 lo- I think he's sometimes one of the most likable, okay actors of all time, yeah. um, because he's a great action star. I mean, he's an amazing action star. But there are sometimes he just he just doesn't have the best acting chops. And for Revan, uh, an iconic to and now that's a character that I know a lot of uh, casual and MSNBC or whoever NBC is going to tweet that out about an unknown character that to a lot of casual fans are not going to know who that is. But I love Revan and I love how layered he is and there's a lot going on with him. So I don't think Canary is the one I'd like to see as as Revan. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. Yeah. I feel like I like Keanu Reeves so much in so many things, mainly because he's doing things that are very much in his wheelhouse right now that I would definitely be open to it. The one recent thing I saw, though, that I can't shake is someone took Game of Thrones footage and replaced Maisie Williams' uh, weapon in that with lightsaber. two uh, lightsaber blades. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that looks right. I want to see more of that, especially given the fact that we don't know what her future within the X-Men film franchise Mm -hmm. is going to be. Give her another one. She is like even beyond the fighting skills. She is so crazy talented. I want to see more of her. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had that conversation this morning, Ken, about um, because Game of Thrones ends. All these actors are going to be free right now. right? So their schedules are going to be freed up, you know, at least for the most part. And, and I think everybody just assumes, oh, a lot of them will show up in the Benioff and Weiss stuff, but will they show up in the in the streaming service? Will they show up in the Cassian Andor ones? Will they show up in the Marvel 
TV shows, you know? Right, so, right, like, right. where do you, you're shaking your head. You think because Benny Alfred Weiss. No, no, no. My, just my big fear with so many of the Game of Thrones cast members is we've seen this happen with TV shows before where they're just like the hottest thing now, now, now. Then the show comes and goes, and a couple of them, you know, continue to ride that wave, and some just fade away. And when I want to talk about all of the Game of Thrones actors that I'm so excited to see freed up from Game of Thrones so they could do other things, I just hope they all get those opportunities and actually make something great out yeah. of them. I'm just a little concerned for a couple I of them. Well, let's, do, let's do a hypothetical here because we haven't done this. Yeah. Let's take three, three actors from Game of Thrones okay. and take them and put them in where you think that they'll show up, hmm. whether it's the Benioff and Weiss trilogy, Cassian Andor, or Mandalorian. Right? And and, pa- and Pedro Pascal does not count, so okay. I am going to go with uh, I'll, I'll do I'll do my three first. Okay. okay. I will say that um, Liam Cunningham, who I, we just interviewed today, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I say he shows up in the Benioff and Weiss films. Okay. Um, I think that uh, I think that uh, Kit Harrington also will show Kit up. Harrington. Okay. In those movies for sure, and I think Amelia Clark. Uh huh. Well, could you appear. can't name someone who's already been in Star Wars. Why not? I guess you can. I well, don't know. He's, he's making trying, up the rules. No, here. no, that's just fine. Box you in. You, you, you were going to say she's in the Mandalore. I swear, God. Okay. okay. Every time, every time I do this thing, I, I get accused that it's like of, of knowing something. You know what? I'll take Amelia Clark out of it because okay. because maybe where she lands inside of okay Solo, whatever. To, it, all right. So we say a third one. Then uh huh. Not going to say Dinklage. No. I would then say. Baelish. Baelish will Aiden, show up. Aiden Gillen. Uh, I think mm. Baelish shows up okay. in Cassian. I mean, some good spy yeah. stuff going on there. Okay. So you got three, Perry. Okay. I want to keep Maisie Williams in play. Okay. I'm going to say she shows up in Cassian. Okay. I do like your Sir Davos pick for uh, the trilogy. Okay. And then... I don't know if this is a genuine prediction or just something I want to see. Is Conleth Hill, pl- who plays, mm. I believe that's his name, who plays uh, Varys. I saw him in another oh, yeah, movie, a TIFF, a while ago, and I'm like, you're really freaking talented. He's and I, he's one of those ones that I just want to see right. him in more things. Mm. The Hound's probably going to show up too, Ken. Mm. What do you think? Mm. The Hound would be great too. Uh, two, three. Ooh, okay. I'll go for the Betty Alpha Weiss series. I think they'll go. I think Kid Harrington. I think they can't step. They won't be able to pull that away. Yeah. Uh, um, I hope Raman uh, Raman Jawadi does the music. That's the yep. co- crossover one. Cassian. I'll say. I think Cassian Andor's where you're going to get like a like a, a, a Conleth Hill. I'll put him there. Okay. Varys the spy. I'm just glad he's still in play. Spy, spy picture. And then I look at Mandalorian. If you got Pedro Pascal, you know what they like to do every now and then? Reunite old actors uh, you know, from who had some spark in the past. Uh, and I'll say Indira Varma. Who, sister? Who, who, no, no, oh, no. Hilaria Il- Sen. Yeah, right. And uh, I think... Her, uh, her, and uh, Pedro reunited. Yeah, that'd be and cool. It feels so she's nice. She's great in Rome. Too. Yeah, she's great in Rome. Yeah, so that's what I think. Yeah. All right. How about you guys? So let's do a little fun experiment here too. Your comment uh, challenge of the day is put your three Game of Thrones actors that you think will appear in Star Wars, and what series or movies do you think that they will appear in? That's the challenge of the day. Make sure that you do that. LOL. All right. What's next? <laughs> That's good, though. That's fun. So it reminded me of the old draft. Yeah. The old Schmoes yeah. days. Hey, Brad Jensen Jr. writes this question. What do you think Project Luminous might entail? Mm-hmm. This is the book project, and I, I think the answer was in front of us all along. And uh, someone said it to me the other day, and I was like, 
cannot believe I didn't think about that. What are we talking about here? Project Luminous was yeah. this book project that yeah. they announced that uh, Charles Soule, Daniel Jose Older, Claudia Gray, among others, were oh, right, Kevin right, Scott. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Eric said, yeah, coming out in 2020. Yeah. It's yes. a big mysterious thing there. Um, yeah, what do you think? Do you know something? Or you I don't guess? know. So what, what was? But I was having lunch the other day with our friend Van William, who's yes. been on the show, Vandalorian, and we we're talking Love about Van. it. And he's like, "You know that this in 2020? That's the 40th anniversary of Empire Project Luminous. Luminous Yoda. Luminous beans are we? Uh, I think it's going to be like kind of like how, from a certain point of view, was the the Star Wars thing. I was like, yeah. oh. I can't believe I was overthinking it. Yeah, that's, that's got to be what it's going to be related couldn't, to. Couldn't agree more. That was yeah. exactly where yeah. my mind yeah, was. Yeah, I was like, but I'm like, oh, it's like a, it's a, it's the path of the. It's got to yeah. be it, and that's, I'm excited for that. Yeah, so All Brad, right. that's what our, that's what our vote is. Let's do, uh, let's do two more. Okay, Frank Torres. I heard of him. Uh, he's got the uh, name Frank Lannister. He always pays his debts. Get it? Yep. He says this, and I can't. I don't think I can do this. But I know you. You two are, are smarter Mm-mm. than me when it comes to, to music. Uh, nope. Re-rank the movies only based on their musical scores. His would go five, three, four, six, seven, eight, one, Rogue One, two, Solo, Clone Wars. Uh, this is very can complicated. Can you leave that leave that up because I would like to see a point of reference. Is that is that possible? It's real complicated Adam? for me. Yeah. Um, what do you got? What are your favorite favorites, sir? All right. If I was gonna, I was gonna look at. I mean, I, not too far off here, but I, I would probably go. I'd probably go five. I'd go five four. Five four seven. Five four seven three. Yeah, five four seven three. Do you start the numbers start getting? I know it says. I go. Yeah, Empire, New Hope, uh, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, Sith, uh, Phantom Menace. I like that music actually. Um, and then uh, Clone Wars, Solo, Rogue One. Okay. Yeah, Rogue you can One. take that graphic away because I don't need a reference because I'm not playing. You know how sensitive I am when it comes to rankings because you asked me to do the MCU one the other day. Yeah. And even though I had seen all those movies, including all the Star Wars movies, <laughs> very down. recent. I didn't just yeah. shut down, but... I, I made a point to sit down and start rewatching everything. And after so I rewatched. Do you want to re listen first? Yeah, I mean, really, if I sat down and rewatched, not even re listen, just rewatched in their entirety every single movie, I would probably confidently do it. But right. at this point in time, what I can tell you is the score that I listen to on repeat most often at this moment is Force Awakens. Oh, and I forgot about eight. I think that, you know, eight, eight's probably. It's got some good stuff. I don't know, but it's yeah. it's some. It's hard. It's Williams hard to pulls do. from more from his yeah. other work more than eight than I think he does yeah. in seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad at this. I'm, I'm really bad at the score stuff. Just but do I'll, the top three. But I'll tell you what. I, I've said this before. Uh, my favorite score is Revenge of the Sith. It's really good. It's really it's good. Really, I'd probably rank it higher. It's got a lot of different yeah. things too. The, the Padme's ruminations, the war chant, the war drums at the yep. beginning, and then I would go Empire. Empire because Yoda's theme, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the Imperial March, the great use of Ray's theme coming from that one. Yeah, uh, that one. Then I think I then I would go New Hope. I, yeah, it, it's hard to turn away from what got us here. Uh, the other ones, I, I I I've grown to love Rogue One more than I was on your pet. Like a great score, didn't feel Star Wars. There's some of my favorite Star Wars tracks are in Rogue One, and I yeah. and I actually think. John Powell's solo work is is underrated. I got a, and I got those are probably 
yeah. actually really right what Perry just said. I'd mm. have to go back and re-listen because yeah. the other ones that I ranked up top, I've listened to a billion times. The yeah. other ones, the only reason yeah. I ranked low is not because I don't like them. It's only yeah. because I just haven't heard them as much and they didn't stick mm-hmm. out as much it's as It's also so much easier to rank something when you experience it side by side with the other thing. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's do uh, last one. Okay. Well, oh, well, that one's a video one. Oh, well, that's Philip H. King X loss. Uh, this was going around. This went around a while ago, mm-hmm. but now it's completed. I'm sure people want to hear us talk about it. Please tell me you've seen the video created by some dedicated Star Wars fans. This may the, be the best Darth Vader scene ever. You have to watch this. Uh, this is the Obi Wan and Vader. I did. Yeah, I did. You don't like these things. I don't. Here's what I don't like. Yeah. It, it's. It looks great. Yeah. I don't like this this thing. They fixed the thing. I know the other one was made in 1975 with a 64-year-old Alec Guinness. Um, I just thought, I look at it and go, that's awesome. That's awesome. But this is the real one. You know what I mean? Yes. But did it look fantastic? Of course it did. I showed my daughter yesterday because I wanted her to see this kind of version. And she was like, whoa, this stuff wasn't in the version we watched the other night. She's like, this is great. edited it. I know. But you know what's... it's nothing wrong that the 77 version, they couldn't have done it. They couldn't have done any of that. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like... Both. I like that this fan did this. It this just, was awesome. It was so cool because it was the way, and it wasn't just because it looked awesome. It was the mm-hmm. way that it maneuvered the two characters around, and, and it was, and you felt more emotional connection because you've been through the, the all their the the, the prequels and everything mm-hmm. with them. And when you saw the movie originally, you didn't have all that. You, have, yeah, you yeah. had all that now, and the music that he kind of laid over it, going back to the Revenge of the Sith music, and then even having them fight in the hallway. And at one point, Obi Wan strikes him, and you hear him go, "Oh, you know." They have this; mm-hmm. they both throw each other with the Force. He messes Obi Wan up a little bit, and then it, it, it's that impact. I actually think the slice down was more impactful mm-hmm. than the actual through it was it was great not good it was great i wish somebody saw the reaction as uh, mark riley and i sat in the conference room yesterday and watched this because it freaking blew my mind yeah. i thought it was phenomenal and i also think that it hit me so much harder because i'm in the middle of that book right now and hearing mm. about their relationship and how dooku factors into it and then what his relationship with his padawan winds up right. being it means so much more yeah Ken, but yeah. you thought, it, but you thought it looked cool. Oh, it just, looks great! I it was love more, this. You're stuff. more reaction of people saying, "I don't like the reaction of oh, they fixed that thing." That's you, you're, you're no. not the creator. You're not the content creator. Yeah. You're just a fan making a great, dedicated fan video. Yeah, I don't think they fixed anything. I thought they yeah. said so they they just yeah. added some new stuff to it. I, to me, if this was Lucas's special version that he would have done back in like '96 or '97, whenever they oh, did, yeah, yeah. like the, the, I would have been okay with these changes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was and fun. I love that Star Wars inspires fans to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the show for today. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us, but I'd also like to thank the council here today, starting with the Grand Moff Nemeroff. Where can they find you? I assume. Uh, oh, yeah. Where? You can find me on uh, Movie Talk every single day of the week, 3 p.m. PT Live, right here on the Clatter Video YouTube channel. Mr. Ken, Mr. Knapsack. Hey. You? Yeah, you can find me at KenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKenKen
All by yourself. It's the first time I'm doing stand-up like, in years. I you like got it. this. Yeah. yeah, of course he does. And you'll be able to see him again telling the yucks on May 17th in yeah. Houston because May 18th we will be there for the Schmodown. So get your tickets at theschmodownlive.com. Please go and do that. And if you haven't done this, sign up to Cameo. Cameo is really cool. I'm, all, I'm over there at Cameo. You can, if you want to, this is a happy birthday or a Star Wars shout-out or anything you want me to do, go on over there and check me out. Christian Harloff over at Cameo. It's, it's a fun platform and I've been enjoying it. So please go over there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you next time. May the force be with you. Always. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets. And there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year. And you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to BolinBranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com today. See site for details.